Amen. All right, all right. So take your Bibles, turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 16, and we'll actually finish up Proverbs chapter 16 tonight, Lord willing. And uh, so Proverbs chapter 16. Amen. All right, is everybody feeling all right tonight? All right, well, praise the Lord. I'm glad. I'm glad about that. And uh, I'm uh, excited about the church tonight. So Proverbs chapter 16. I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and stand and we'll read uh, the verses. We'll start with verse 27 and read all the way to the end of the chapter. They're pretty short verses, so not a whole lot uh, if you're physically able. The title of the message tonight is Who You Don't Need in Your Life and Who You Do Need in Your Life. Amen? And certainly there are some people that we don't need in our life and there are some people that we do need in our life. And I think these verses will reflect some great truths for us tonight. Uh, but Proverbs chapter 16, beginning with verse 27, says, An ungodly man diggeth up evil, and in his lips there is a burning fire. A froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. A violent man enticeth his neighbor, and leadeth him into the way that is not good. He shutteth his eyes to devise forward things. Moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. So we see there are some types of people that we wouldn't want to have in our life. Amen. I wouldn't want to be around people like that. And then we jump into verse 31. It says, The hoary head, and that just means somebody that's gray-headed, an elderly person, uh, is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. Not everybody that should be wise is wise. Amen. Uh, there's a lot of older people that still leave this earth without ever being saved, and that's always a shame. So you need to circle that in your mind or even in your Bible if uh, it be found in the way of righteousness. Verse 32, he that is slow to anger. That's somebody I want to be around, amen. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. And verse 33, the lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. Father, we ask your blessing upon the reading and teaching, preaching of the word of God tonight. Uh, Father, speak to our hearts, Lord. We'll, we'll be looking at things that we've already talked about. And, Father, I should say we've talked about. It's more that you've talked about it. As we've learned in the book of Proverbs, Lord, these are important things. And, uh, Father, help us to be diligent, to understand what you'd have us to learn from them. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, you can go ahead and be seated. I appreciate you standing for the reading of the Word of God. You know, uh, I know I've mentioned this uh, throughout the book of Proverbs, and, and there's a lot of great things that we just learn in a general way. Um, and we've learned this already, and certainly tonight we'll revisit this, is that other people can either have a positive effect on us or they can have a negative effect on us. And um, we understand that, that things like immorality comes through immoral people. Um, uh, that, there, that there are people out there that uh, when we are exposed or tempted with carnality, it usually comes by way of carnal people. Um, we're influenced with worldly thinking. How are we influenced with that? Through worldly people. You know, one of the great tragedies of today is that, uh, and I'm not against uh, colleges in general, but we see it so often where young people are brought up in church even and, and uh, are taught certain things of the Word of God, uh, but they go off to a college. They go off to some educational institution uh, that is full of worldly people that do not like God, and all of a sudden they're told that, hey, that's not right. Um, and so, again, we're influenced with worldly thinking through worldly people. Uh, on the other hand, 
the positive side. The good side of that is godly behavior certainly can come by way of godly people to be around those people. Uh, I would say that we're in need today of biblical awareness, right? I mean, wouldn't it be great if we had more biblical awareness? And uh, there's, you know, there's more than one way for that to happen. But if we want biblical awareness, then we need to be around people who are biblical, right? And, and so you see the, the, the connection there. And uh, so people uh, have a huge impact on people. You know, it's the driving force as to why we do what we do and don't do what we should do, those types of things. And, of course, that impact, as we've already seen some examples, can be either good or bad. And uh, so we're looking tonight at who you don't need in your life and who you do need in your life. And I think it's important, and uh, we're going to be looking at uh, some types of people, according to this text, uh, that we should not allow to impact our lives. And certainly try to see some types of people that we should allow to impact us. In other words, with those positive things. Now, I do want to clarify some things because sometimes, you know, as preachers, we can preach about things and how we're against it. And, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. We got too many preachers that are for too much. Amen. <laughs> but, but I do want to clarify some things that I'm not talking about isolating ourselves from people. That's not what this message is about. Uh, we're to be in the world, but not to be of the world. Uh, we're to be in the world to, so we can evangelize. In other words, these people that we don't want to be around, uh, it's not that we want to isolate ourselves from them. We want them to be saved. We want to share the gospel with them. Um, and certainly we do that, uh, not only by the word of God, but by deed as well. And so we're not talking about not engaging these folks, but what we don't want to do is to be evangelized by them. You know, uh, you guys have heard me say this before. I don't know if I've said it lately, but, but the world is, to me, is evangelizing the church more than the church is evangelizing the world. Instead of us out influencing lost people with the gospel, lost people are influencing Christians with the world. And that's sad, isn't it? And that's reflective in, you know, pretty much any church service on a Wednesday night, much less a Sunday. We can see how that is taking place. And uh, so, so, again, we don't want to, that's what we're talking about. Um, uh, there are certain types of people that we cannot afford to allow ourselves to, to get too close to as far as influencing our decision making. And I would say even, even more so when it comes to young people young adults especially, and, and even those that are newly saved. There's, there's a lot of things that we need to understand that uh, Peter tells us in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And uh, so, so uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is the devil uses certain types of people against Christians. And it happens uh, so, so often. Uh, there's uh, uh, there's uh, unbiblical relationships. And I'm not talking about just marriage and sexual type things. I'm just saying unbiblical relationships across the board that are, are really hurting a lot of believers. So we need to be careful. So number one, who, who you don't need in your life. And uh, we always have to remember that, you know, sometimes we hear that saying, misery loves company. Well, so does wicked people. Wicked people love company. Wicked people love others to be around them. Uh, look at verse 27 again. Well, actually, we'll read verse 27 and 30, and, um, uh, or through 30. It says, An ungodly man diggeth up evil 
In his lips there is a burning fire, a forward man, so a strife and a whisper separate the chief friends. A violent man enticeth his neighbor and leadeth him into the way that is not good. He shutteth his eyes to devise forward things, uh, moving his lips. Uh, he bringeth evil to pass. Notice these three different men. Verse 27, you have an ungodly man. Verse 28, you have a forward man. Verse 29, you have a violent man. And uh, so, again, these, you know, the wicked loves company. They desire others to join them. And, of course, uh, we see there, though, you know, even with uh, 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 verse 27, diggeth up evil, uh, his lips, there is a burning fire. Then you jump down to verse 30. Uh, he shutteth his eyes to devise forward things. We'll talk about that. Moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. And so we see there the recognition of, of evil people. They, they, they desire to do that which is evil. In other words, they're always scheming. <laughs> they're, they've always got a plan uh, that, that involves ungodliness. And, and they really only speak of doing harm. Uh, that spirit of rebellion is always on their lips. We saw that like a burning fire. Uh, their desire is to create, uh, cause trouble. I mean, it's something that they thrive off of. They actually enjoy those types of things, and they are not happy, whether it be male or female, they are not happy unless they are stirring up trouble. And there's a lot of people out there, and, and people are actually making lots of money doing these types of things. And, and, and so they gossip, and they spread rumors. And, and a lot of times, especially when it comes to uh, sold out uh, faithful Christians. Uh, typically, these types of people are not going to like churches that, well, I should say churches that are preaching the truth, teaching the truth, living the truth. They're not certainly not going to like pastors and, and those types of things. Uh, they, they are really quick. They're always looking for a way to slander uh, anybody who wants to live close to God. And that's, that's kind of what we have here, a description of these in verse 27 through 30 of people that are uh, against God's people. Uh, speaking, you know, verse 30 uh, was kind of interesting. I, I, it was kind of neat what I, what I found out about this verse. It says, He shutteth his eyes and devised forward things, moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. And, and uh, I kind of studied that out a little bit. It was kind of what, what some believe there is it's, it's, you know, we might just think of just shutting their eyes, but, but really what it's talked about is, is actual facial expressions. You know, we've talked about countenance a lot through this, through this study. And, but what it's saying there is you can tell by what they're doing with their face there that, that it's exposing their evil thoughts. In other words, as they close their eyes, they're deep in thought. They're, they're trying to figure out how to achieve their evil purposes. And when I first read there about the lips, you know, I'm thinking they're running their mouth. But really what that was talking about there is, is, is uh, pursing or narrowing their mouth and determination. You know how you get real serious about something, you'll kind of... You know, you'll, you'll, you'll kind of tighten your jaws, kind of tighten your lips a little bit. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll purse those lips, and that's what he's, he's talking about. This is somebody that is determined uh, to cause trouble. I mean, they, they, are, they are absorbed <laughs> with trying to get this figured out uh, for their evil purposes. Uh, and, and oftentimes, you know, people that are evil can be very clever. I mean, they can be really smart and, and manipulative and witty. Uh, uh, a lot of times they're humorous in some ways. Uh, and, and again, these are people we need to be careful with. Uh, you know, they, they, they'll give a wink. They'll hint uh, that they're up to no good and, and uh, make it, you know, they'll try to, you know, downplay it a little bit, but really they're proud of it. 
And these are the types of people, listen, that you don't need in your life. I mean, you need to stay away from those types of people. You know, some, I don't know what it is. For some reason, some people look at rebellion. They're kind of, you know, they see those types of things, and they're kind of attracted to that. You know, somebody that's a little rough around the edges. You know, you know I've heard people say, you know, I kind of like him. He just tells it like it is. I kind of like him. He, he or she, they're a little ornery. I can, hey, listen, you need to be careful with that, amen? Uh, hey, listen, that's, that, that's not good. Uh, you really need to, to, to pay attention to some things. And so that's somebody you don't need in your life. Um, uh, go back up to verse 28. Uh, forward man soweth strife, you know, divisiveness. Hey, listen, we need to avoid people that, that are divisive. Um, they want to cause division. Um, uh, and, of course, they do this uh, by whispering behind back, spreading gossip, gossip and hearsay. And really, it's not that it's whether it's true or not. That's not the point because they don't care if it's true or not. I mean, whether it's true or not, that, that, does, that, that isn't even in their mind. They just simply want to use it as a tool to divide. That's all they're trying to do. It's, it has nothing to do with the truth or anything like that. They're just using it as a tool to divide. Uh, and certainly, as we've, you know, the, the devil, God uses people, but the devil uses people too. Uh, God will use people to unite people, but the devil uses people to divide people, to disrupt the unity of a church even. And it only takes one to do that, right? And so we need to be careful about those things. We don't need those types of people uh, in, uh, in our life. God's certainly not pleased with that. Verse 29 talks about violent people. Um, you know, need to stay away from those who are, you know, always threatening to beat someone up. And I went to, uh, I was invited to a revival one time when I first got saved. And, the, and the, not the, the preacher that was preaching revival. Actually, I liked him. He was a good preacher. Uh, but but the pastor that was there, he, he was a nice guy, you know. I mean, just he's just kind of an older guy, just a small country church way out in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. Uh, but he's all the time talking about how he's going to beat somebody up. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little old guy. I don't think he really could have beat too many people up, to be honest with you. But 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 he's always he was always talking about you know hurting somebody, getting a hold of them, you know. And I was, you know even as a young Christian, I just found that kind of odd. And uh, you know, violent. Hey, listen, you know. You know, somebody's always threatened to beat somebody up, inflict pain. You know, uh, certainly the Bible teaches that a rod is made for a fool's back. I, I understand that. I'm, I'm not against corporal punishment, and, and sometimes people uh, need an attitude adjustment. I, I understand that. But what I am talking about is those whose first reaction is to cause physical pain. In other words, out of revenge or, or vengeance, that's a person that's not right with God. That's somebody that's a hothead. Uh, and we don't want to be around anybody like that. And you don't need those kinds of people uh, in your life. We've got enough, you know, of that stuff going on already. Um, you know, we, we find this type of not just evil, but everything we've talked about so far, we find this type of behavior out in the world at large. We find it out in our jobs, uh, in our schools, unfortunately. Um, and I suppose that's, you know, to be somewhat expected. Uh, but sadly, uh, even in our churches sometimes. And to Paul, he would speak of these very types of professing believers in the church at Corinth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, he says, For ye are yet carnal. He's talking to believers. Ye are yet carnal, for as there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? He says, you guys are acting just like the world does. And certainly that's something that we don't want uh, in, in the church. And, uh, and uh, you know, I don't see those things in our church, but we don't want it that way, man. And I certainly don't want to be around folks like that. 
Um, and so, you know, it's unfortunate. Sometimes we have to lessen our exposure to those who we call brothers and sisters in Christ even. Sometimes even our own families, you know, that, that takes place. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is we don't need those things in our life, you know, especially if they're starting to, to affect us in some way. And uh, so we don't want that. And, uh, you know, you'd be surprised. I know sometimes some of us that are older and, you know, been around a little bit longer, maybe a little wiser in those areas, uh, sometimes if we're not careful, you know, we, we don't realize the effect that other people have on us, <laughs> you know. A lot of times we say young people could be influenced, but I've seen old pe older people get influenced by others as well. And uh, so those are folks we don't need in our life. Number two, who you do need in your life. So let's talk about some good things. Uh, look at verse 31. It says, the hoary head, this will be older people, gray-headed, is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. Um, I tell you what, I, even, even as a young child and, and teenager and even into my 20s, even before I was saved, I've always loved to be around older people. I love to hear them talk. I love them to hear stories. And uh, I remember being at my grandma, grandma and grandpa's house. And, you know, I was probably 13, 14 years old. And, and the rest of them would be out doing things. We usually had a lot of things going on at my grandma's and grandpa's. And uh, they'd be out, you know, doing what teenagers do. But I loved to just sit around and listen to those older people talk. It was amazing. I was, I was fascinated by the things that, that they would talk about. Um, and, uh, you know, as a Christian, uh, now we need to, you know, bring this back into the realm of, of Christianity here. The hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. And so we're talking about uh, older believers and uh, spend some time with those who've been faithful over the years. Amen. Hey, one of the greatest things you can ever do, you guys have heard me tell about how, you know, I got saved a little later in life. And I was really uncomfortable around people that that I knew had been saved pretty much their whole life, that had been living for the Lord and never did the things and saw the things and heard the things that, that I was exposed to as an adult. And there was a time in my life when I was really uncomfortable around being those types of people. But hey, listen, you, you need to spend time with those who have been faithful over the years, who spent a lifetime of service to the Lord. And I'm not saying that you can't learn from those who got saved late in life. Certainly God can use those types of people in your life and and we can learn from their mistakes and those types of things. Um, but, but I tell you, you can learn a whole lot uh, from people that have never been down that road before. Amen. If anything, learn how not to make those mistakes. Amen. Hey, listen, you know, we have this, we have this belief sometimes that we think we have to go through certain things for you know, well, you know, God allowed me to go through that ungodliness. No, 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 no. 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 That is not what God wanted in your life. Amen. Now, he, he uh, praise the Lord, he saved you. He uses you despite your, excuse me, your stupidity. <laughs> but, but, but listen, I, I, hey, listen, I want, I want to be around somebody who hasn't done those things? I want to know. I want to try to pattern my life off of somebody that 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 they're living for the Lord their whole life, and and their family is living for the Lord. Amen. Hey, listen. Those th that's what I want to be around. Amen. And we can learn a lot from those people. So don't shy away from that. They can sure uh, 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 help you with a lot of things. You just can't be too prideful about those. And uh, again, we have the tendency to believe we can't relate to them because our life experiences are so. But man, you can learn a lot from a good, uh, uh, old, 
and a mature Christian, and we need to surround ourselves as much as possible with them. Um, verse 32, be around the mild-mannered, he that is slow to anger. Amen? It says there that uh, is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit uh, than he that taketh a city. You know, we think of a, of a, a strong uh, general army and going in and taking a town. We think of the strength there. God says somebody that's mild-mannered is more mightier than that. Uh, and there, there are people, you know, uh, there are people, and it humbles me and convicts me a lot because I, I'm not one of these, but there are people who I know that I've never seen fly off the handle. I've never seen it happen. Um, I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I'm just saying I've never seen it happen. And uh, that is, that's somebody I want to be around. Amen? Hey, listen, there's too much melting down of God's people these days. And it's a reflection that we're not, we don't have our heart turned the way that it needs to be. Um, uh, too much uh, snowflakes melting down. I tell you, it's, it's, it's not good. Um, and I want to be around somebody like that, amen. I want to be around those who don't anger easy, who aren't, you know, who are, you know they're not always bad-mouthing somebody and, uh, and those types of things. I want to be around older people. I want to be around uh, mild-mannered, uh, certainly important. Again, those that... that rule their spirits and what i mean by that is they 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 control their emotions and, and what i mean by that is i'm i'm not you know they're they're yielded to the lord it's i mean they'll give god the glory on that these are the kinds of people that can speak the truth with such power that is stronger than a mighty army that's trying to take a city god says i can do more with that than than an army even and again when it comes to those that are hot-headed and 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 angry all the time we need to stay away from that it'll rub off on you we need to be around people that are mild-mannered and certainly want to follow their example. Amen. That's what, you know, maybe we failed in that area, uh, but it doesn't mean that we have to stay there. Amen. And then verse 33. Seems like in these studies there's always a verse or two that somewhat eludes me and seems out of pocket. But I think I, I, think I got some things here. Verse 33, the lot is cast into the lap. And so I was doing some research on casting lots, and it, I don't know exactly what it means. I don't think anybody really understands the technique exactly that was used. But we see that phrase, and in Solomon's day, casting lots, from what I understand, I hope I'm not misspeaking here, but it seems to be an accepted way of determining God's will. Now, I'm not saying that's the way it is today. We've got the whole counsel of God now. We've got a Bible. We don't need to be doing that. So I want to be careful how I say this. And um, uh, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is what this is talking about. If you read through the Old Testament, uh, they cast lots for the scapegoat, for instance. Certainly God was in that, right? They cast a lot, but it was God that, that determined what it is. So read the verse again. The lot is cast in the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. And so even though these people were casting lots, they were still giving God credit for the guidance. And, and once they cast that lot, it was their way, God telling them what to do. And when that was determined, that's what they did. They obeyed God. And uh, so I think that's right uh, in doing so. And there's other examples we could probably look at. Again, I don't know exactly how it was done. I think it varied in different ways. Again, today we have a completed Bible, which reveals God's will to us. No need for that kind of stuff today. But, but this is the, the point tonight is, is there are those that we want to be around. There are people out there who trust and obey exactly what God says. 
And that's the type of person I want to be around. You know, when, when uh, you, you go to somebody for counsel and, and, and you tell them a Bible truth and, and, and there's something there that's keeping you from being faithful in that area and they go, well, you know, sometimes. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't want that, amen. <laughs> Even though it may not be what I want to hear. I want to be around somebody that will tell me what God's Word says and how I need to follow it and to be faithful uh, to that. And uh, so, again, their, their faith, you know, I talk about this, their faith is seen in their faithfulness. And I think that's so important. They're steadfast. They're, they're reliable. They're, they are consistent. Amen. You know, there, there are people, uh, mentors in my life, and even just good men of God that, that I know, that some of them even much younger than I am. But I, I, don't, I don't, you know, I, I'm not saying I know what they would do in every situation, but, but I, I could almost tell you, just give me a scenario and how that individual will react to it, and I could probably get you real close because I know they're going to stay faithful. Amen. And, uh, hey, that's, that's people that I want to be around, amen. They're steadfast, they're reliable, they're consistent. They don't change, you know, when it gets uncomfortable. Uh, when it comes to their life, as the Bible says, the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. And that, that, that's where it ends with them. God said it, and that's just the way it's going to be, amen. Those are the kind of people you want to be around, amen. Uh, I don't want to be around, you know, slick willies and, you know, want to tell you everything that you, that you want to hear. I, Hey, listen, I want somebody to tell me what I need to hear, what I have to hear. You know, I mentioned, and I'll be done, but I mentioned uh, several times throughout these things. It just comes to my mind a lot because I remember, you know, when I first got saved, how uncomfortable I was around such people. And part of it was just my demeanor and just kind of how I was, my, my natural man, if you will. Um, and, and I wasn't used to it. I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I, I kind of I gravitated in those early days toward people that had just got saved recently and 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 even some that had been going to that particular little church there in the, in the town I was saved in they've been going to church there a long time and and I'm not saying they weren't saved but but they were a little rough around the edges let's just say <laughs> you know they 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 had some jokes that were just a little iffy and some language that was a little iffy and you know, a little bit of that rebellious spirit. And when I first got saved, I'll be honest with you, I, I, was, I was more comfortable being around that. It just, you know, um, and uh, uh, that rougher sort. Uh, but that's what the world had conditioned me to be, you see. Even though I was saved and I had that new nature inside of me, that, that, that old nature was still there and, and I still had a lot of growing to do. And, 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 and again, that just be you know what i'm saying is is the world conditions us to see things and act a certain way and we may not think that it's right there's something inside of us knows it's not of god but that's just where we're comfortable operating we're used to that we kind of know what to expect and it took me a little while to get over that and um lord knows i'm still a work in progress uh, uh i'm no better than anybody you know here or any any other christian but but i'm just trying to get you to understand that the closer I get to God, the more comfortable I am around God's people. Amen? I mean, I, I want to be around those types of people. I, you know, uh, now I always, you know, there's, there's always a part of me when we have some preachers come in here that I really respect and admire, and, 
and they get up and preach and I'm going, I don't even know what I'm doing preaching after listening to that, okay? <laughs> you know. But the other side of this is is that um, I, I like being around those men. I just I like being around them, amen. Um, and, and, and it's a, a little convicting sometimes, but, but the closer I get to God, the more I want to learn from those types of people. Um, you know what, guys? I have learned all I need to learn from the world's people. The worldly have taught me everything that, that I need to be taught and then some that I don't need. You understand what I'm saying? I don't need anything from that. Um, I, I have a lot of worldly friends, and, and, and I love them. I don't, please don't misunderstand me here. But, but I don't want to be influenced by them. I want to be influenced by faithful people of God. That's, that's who I want to be influenced by. And even as a preacher and, and in my 50s now, that's, I, I, still, I still want that and I still need that. And so God help us to recognize who we don't need in our life and, and who we do need in our life. Especially if we've got a, uh, an area of rule. You know, us dads and grandpas and, and moms and grandmas and, and so forth, you know, there's... There's little ones, younger ones, young adults, uh, young men and women in their 30s, even in their 40s, uh, that whether we realize it or not, they're looking at us, they're watching us, amen? And you'll find out that sometimes people, whether they realize it or not, they're looking for a way out instead of a way in. And boy, it'd be nice to look over and say, well, there's a more mature Christian that does that, so it's okay if I do it, Right? Hey, listen, I, I, I want to be like the hoary head. I want to be, I want to be that guy <laughs> that they can say, there's somebody, you know, that, 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 that lives it, that loves the Lord. That, that's what I want to be, amen? And uh, so we need to be looking for those types of people, but we also should be trying to desire to become that type of person as well in our own lives. Amen. Amen. So let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Brother Brad will get us something for... Uh, invitation tonight and getting done a little bit early, but that's all right. And if God's speaking to your heart tonight, you know, again, Wednesday night Bible study and prayer and those types of things, there were several things on the, on the prayer list that maybe you'd like to come and pray about and pray for. You know, we've had the mention of lost loved ones. And uh, so, you know, the, the invitation's open for whatever business you need to do with God. And just because you come to the altar doesn't mean anything's wrong. <laughs> You know, um, just come and pray for God to bless you throughout the rest of this week. Maybe put somebody in your path that you can witness to and, and uh, uh, be used of God to, to uh, uh, share the gospel with. Or, or maybe you do have some things going on in your life. Come and pray about those things. Um, and maybe you do need to pray about some of the influences in your life. You know, uh, you know that old TV and, and videos uh, certainly can put us into contact with people that we probably normally wouldn't be around. Amen. And uh, those things will affect our lives, affect our decision-making. So if you need to come and do business with the Lord tonight, I encourage you to come. Father, we thank you for this day.